she's the not technical one. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. You know, Diane, um, we're so great, but Diane and I are so grateful because we've had some really um cool experiences interacting with people since we started launching some of these videos and um we had some great questions. So Diane. Oh, do we have more? We have more. And thank you for Yay. those of you that are sending these in. They're so much fun. I feel like this is like a quizit. Next time you'll get to do the questions and, and oh. I won't know them. Um so Joey, Joey, nice Italian boy, says he's from he's from Baltimore. Oh. Wants to know how the two of us met. Oh, I love thanks, that Joey. One. I love oh, that. Love that. Love Joey. Love you, Joey. Love you, Joey. All right. <laughs> so, oh. I don't know. You want to? You want to begin with that one? Or that's a good question, actually. It is. We go back how far? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. Ten years. I know. I have to think. I I go by my. Let's see. I don't know. I go by my sons. I don't know. I can go by the older one and the younger one. Well, we can we can start, Joey, by saying that Diane and I met as we both were struggling with loved ones with addiction. Um, and although the topic is a very serious topic, some of the stories and antics that Diane and I have um, encountered on the journey of like this first, I'd say five or six years, um, were pretty outrageous. We've known each other eight years now. I thought, well, really? At least that long. Yeah. At least, least, at least that at long. Least that long. Um, and so Diane and I were in a mom's group together. Um, which I don't know about you, Diane, but I think that was like my survival strategy for the better part. Well, the mom's group was together at least seven years. Can you believe that? It was my, it was like my, it was my go-to. I would, um, leave my job and cut from Woodlawn over to Ellicott City, Mad Race, and <laughs> you always come with all sweaty. <laughs> and and late, so you're coming. <laughs> Sorry, hi. Um, they all look at me like, oh, hot messes here. Gotta love her. Oh, you did. Every, I mean, we're all hot messes at the time because anyone who goes through any kind of addiction with a loved one, I mean, you're not even functioning on the same plane as anyone else. It's just, it's all encompassing. And so, out of respect for my loved ones, I'm sure you feel the yeah. same way. Like, I won't get into details, but it was addiction and the insanity of that disease that brought the two of us together and a really amazing zany mom's group that lasted for seven maybe eight years one nicer person than the other we were small yes we were yeah group and we still stay in touch with each other like we'll go out for dinner we celebrate the holidays together all of that and so from there um happened next Diane you and I had Reiki training Yes, I remember you asking me, hey, I'm doing Reiki training. Do you want to join? And I'm like, what's that? And I knew what it was from receiving some of it through or after my breast cancer journey. Mm -hmm. And I never thought about learning how to do it. And I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, I had some money was tight because it was at the time. I won't won't get into why. Um, but I said, okay, my brother gave me some money for my Christmas and birthday. I'm like, oh, what an awesome. He said, do something special with it. So I guess to this day, I could thank my brother Don for, you know, my business. Cause thanks Tom. Yeah. You know, and Erica, I, I took the training with her. 
Oh, and we had such a wonderful, um, I don't even know if we want to call him an instructor because he was a spiritual yeah. guru. He was really pretty special, actually. His name's Michael. So Michael's out there. Yes. He predicted you and I would be working together um, and that we should stick together and look at us all these years later. Um, but anyway, so Reiki really kind of opened the door to Diane and I experiencing different facets of ourselves, you know, the healing part. I mean, I, I was the therapist, but I was always interested in doing like auricular therapy or acupuncture or other kind of healing modalities. And so when I met Michael, he kind of brought me into that, even though I didn't even know what it was. And I remember saying to you, Diane, like, you want to do this Reiki thing with me? She's like, what is it? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just do it. Sounds like fun. And it was, it was a game changer. It was a game changer. So um, Joey, thanks for sending in the questions. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, we commiserate over the substance abuse. Yeah, no, it's still very um, warm and dear to my heart. And, you know, Al-Anon's, I, I know, a very important program, mm -hmm. you know, to many out there. And um, I use that for, for a long time on my journey. And I just have to say my lifeline was the women's support group. Um, and I'm sure as Erica could speak to, for me, it was just, um, an Al-Anon, you cannot do crosstalk and in the women's support group, we did crosstalk and that's what I needed. And, yeah. um, I needed more than the steps. I, you know, I needed the crosstalk. I needed that. I remember like when it was yesterday and I needed, I had to go on, on a vacation and it was with only one of my sons and I was used to being with both of my sons and I was scared to death. And I remember calling one of the moms and crying on the floor and Rhonda talked me through it. And if it wasn't for Rhonda, I don't know if I could have gotten through it. Oh, Rhonda, we love you. Yeah. You're one of my yeah. besties. You got me through a lot of substance induced, <laughs> not personally, but <laughs> situations. Right. And so, and once you've been there, yeah. There's nothing better than being with other people who understand the degree of insanity because they talk about substance abuse being mind altering, mood altering, right? Um, and it's a diabolical, tricky, sneaky disease. And I think for those of us who are really sensitive souls like Diane and I really are, you know, we're empathic, so we feel the pain. We wanna we wanna make everything better, but you know, in doing that, there is a degree a degree to which we accept things that the average person may not don't you agree mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's like uh i don't know what's one do you want to talk about one of the craziest things in terms of substance abuse that you've accepted or rationalized or i'm, not, I'm gonna have to ponder that on myself yeah i just don't i remember one day just thinking driving in my car, I just, a grown woman, as a grown woman in my mid forties thinking, I just wanted to go home and cry on my father's lap. Yeah. And I would say, I went through breast cancer and divorce and addiction was more painful than breast cancer. So yeah, it's just, and, you know, I know the individual going through addiction feels a lot of pain, but the family members, oh. it's, it's God awful. And 
I, I know they can't understand the pain we go through, but it's God ripping awful. And in some, and in some sense, I think worse because we're not medicated. Like we're feeling everything, you know, while that person is, you know, high, drunk, you know, medicating those feelings away, the loved ones have to sit there and we are at the mercy of that disease, just as the person is who's suffering. But no matter how much we try and enforce change, it's really up to that, it's up to that person. So it's like double victimization, truly. Um, and I think the key I, I'd like to get across is that the key I found with the women's group as is it was a bunch of moms. And when I would go to Al-Anon is it's they they couldn't all relate to what it's like to be a mother. They couldn't. And there was times when, you know, I was triggered. And, you know, when you've been triggered, you can all get over sometimes when you've been triggered. So even no matter what role they all, they're all playing out of, you know, their empathetic heart, which I understand being an energy healer and an empath, but sometimes it's really hard to really heal. You can forgive, mm -hmm. you can heal, but it's hard to really forget. I think it's sometimes. And the, the amount of times that we listen to the lies and the just truth of things, well, instead of word, just truth, um, the lack of truth. And that we want to believe, like we so desperately want to believe that how many times we've been played and hurt and, you know, succumbed to fairy tales because we're in some level of denial. Like we don't want to know how sick our loved ones are. You know, we don't realize the pathology, you know, substance abuse and lying go together like peanut butter and jelly. Um, but out of that, and when you have like you said, Al-Anon and you have mom's group and we have, you know, zany little relationships yeah. like you and I to get through that. Like once you're on the other side of it, you can almost laugh at the insanity. You, I mean, you yeah. have to, even yeah. when you're going through it, you have to yeah. be able to be like, this is, this is crazy that I've endured X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and there's survival instincts that I don't know how to have a very special sanctimonious placement on those who've struggled with loved ones with addiction. I think I agree. And you have to have a sense of humor. That's the only thing that's going to get you through. I mean, when I think of some of the crazy stuff, I mean, to this day, I'm still like, was that real? Do you ever think that? Like, was that really my life? Like, did I really go through that? Oh, I still have, I still have moments where I have to think, <sighs> I remember sitting on the couch and talking to you yeah. <laughs> late at night and you'd be like, just get into a bathtub. Like, okay, will that help? He was like, yeah, wow. Well, Sometimes okay. get the filth off of you. Like that's <laughs> all like a girl has to do, you know? And then, and then what I find, which is even more interesting is how many people will then have substance abuse problems of their own dealing with someone else with substance abuse. Like, let me just have that glass of wine so I can sleep. I'm not oh, worried yeah. all night or I'm doing this. I, I'm just more mesmerized. Like, cause we're, we're, we're smart women. You know, what did she say on the one video? She's like, we're educated, <laughs> highly educated women. And the stuff that we would believe. Oh my gosh. Like, cause I have this big heart. I am like so gullible. I think I'll believe anyone like, you know, how many times have you been like, really dying? I'm like, no, really? It's true. Come on. Come on. You're like, oh, okay, sure. I'm like, yeah, no, no, come on. I believe them. But same here. It's like, you're so desperate to want to believe it, but it's like, 
I mean, you can have DNA evidence, photographic evidence. You can have, you know, testimonials from prostitutes saying that they were in the brothel <laughs> with photos and DNA and pregnancy tests. And you'd still be like, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why? You know? Um, so unless you've lived in that level of insanity, I don't think you could ever appreciate deep connection that those of us who've been there have ever and you know if you are going through it your tribes out there we're here we're here distant message us email us find us we're here we understand unfortunately yeah or fortunately depending on how you look at it you're not crazy we understand so joey that's how we met and then we got into um, Reiki, which gave us our own spiritual path of healing. A lot of that anger, pain, hurt, right? You know, and then we kind of have continued passing that on, sharing that on to our clients. So thank you for the question. Although we have another follow-up one that kind of goes along the same lines. This one is from Rachel S. in Gettysburg. It says, what brought the two of you into energy work? And I'm interested in learning more. How do I begin that? Oh, good for you, Rachel. I'm going to start there. Yes. You need to follow your passion. Yeah. Intuition. Whatever journey that takes, I think there's just so many ways of entering that. I don't think there's just one particular way. I mean, whether it's yoga, therapy, Reiki, any kind of energy healing, angelic healing, like what was it, Amadeus? Yes, I also I also do Amadeus healing. It's another energy and healing. holy fire. Yes, a holy fire is another Reiki that I teach. I also have Karuna Reiki. I'm teaching that in a couple of weeks. I'll be there. Yes, it's um, yes, it's all, all awesome. But how did we get into it, right? Is that what she was asking? She was she was asking what brought us into it. Yeah. How did we get into it? And she's interested in learning more. So like, where does she begin? Um, well, you would begin. We're both Reiki masters. So we not all Reiki masters teach. Um, you know, I know I'll have Eric. I, I have the passion to teach. I, I love teaching um, because the the mindset that we have is as um as energy healers is if we spread reiki and we teach folks to to learn reiki then one they there's more healers out there and then eventually you may want to become a reiki master not all reiki masters have to teach but you may want to teach and then there's more folks out there to actually teach um but it's just amazing to teach um it's it isn't exhausting i usually teach on the weekends oh my god it's exhausting it's exhausting for me to teach it and eric i taught the last two past weekends and eric i can tell you how it was for her um it's just um beautiful to see everyone learning and picking up and picking up the intuition, picking up healing, and seeing them heal within the classroom. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. And and so 
you know, Reiki is, when you think about it, it's all about energy, right? And so we're all energetic beings and we've all got our own wounds. We've got our own healing to do, right? So however it reaches you and what makes sense to you is what I, I would recommend you explore. You know, not everyone catches on to Reiki instantaneously. Like for me, yoga was the segue and I had like a spiritual guru who opened me up to like energy healing. But a lot of that in the first part of the journey, even in Reiki, the first part of Reiki is healing yourself, you know, before you can heal anyone else. So I'd say explore it all, you know, for some people, it's even like more mediumship kind of classes, tarot. I mean, I, I have no judgment, whatever speaks to you that opens you up. I say, I say, go for it and keep us posted, Rachel, though. We want to hear how you're doing. And, um, it's not uncommon that most people who are gravitating toward this work are really empathic and, means you're super sensitive, super sensitive to energy. And so Diane and I do a class with empaths. So if there's anything that we could ever offer you or anyone out there, it's on every other Tuesday, five o'clock, five to six thirty. Um, so if it's something you're interested in, you know, let us know. Um, last question we have for today, what is the craziest experience you've ever had with energy working? That comes from Karen. Craziest. Hmm. Well, I know I talked to a lot of spirits during it. It's a long distance phone call. <laughs> I see, you know, I see a lot of people leaving their body. Um, hmm. I don't know, Karen. It, it, when you're working in the spiritual know, realm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like everything and anything, um, right? Some people, you know, they maybe you want to research, Karen, this is maybe a good tool. Research the Claras. Like there's claircognition, there's clairvoyance. There's all different ways in which people receive energy and their experiences are going to vary from person to person. You know, some people really can see energy, spirits, whatever you want to call it. Other people know, but they have a clear knowing or a clear understanding. Um all my experiences have been beautiful, but they're kind of out there. I think that's kind of no, yeah. the nature of Reiki. I think you have to be open yeah. to kind of being like, mm, just knowing and not necessarily proving. Yeah, you have to be ready for when the inner child, so the person's younger being comes and is talking to me, that happens. Um, if the If I have a woman on the table and she's lost, um, a child previously, and then the child come and is, comes to me, and, and the child that has passed, you know, from a miscarriage is talking to me. You know, I don't want to say they're crazy because they're not crazy. It makes sense to me because it's the world I work in. Um, and to me, it's, it's a gift I have to be able to share that then after the session with the individual, and it's very healing for for my client mm -hmm. um and to me i'm just blessed to be able to do that um so i don't want to label it as crazy but you know it's out there yeah there's yeah. Some, there there's some yeah. inexplicable things that happen that you know that's part of the journey that's part of the work and really trusting your intuition to know what's real you know what you believe what feels authentically right and that requires a whole level of faith, you know, and that's the work that Diane and, Diane and I do, like mind, body, spirit. 
Um, you've got to be treating all three in order to, uh, I believe, to feel well. So Diane, what else have you got? What else have I got? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm a yoga instructor also. So let's see. Yoga is very important. You know, what I love about yoga, I know I, is that not only are you moving the energy through your body, you're moving it while you're moving your body. So that's very important. Um, I'll have some upcoming yoga classes that we're going to do here in our in our um, wellness center, but also you'll be able to watch them on Zoom. So if that's something you're interested in, let us know. Um, we'll have also meditation classes. That's also important for the mind, body, spirit, which will, of course, be in the wellness center and also on Zoom and Yoga Nidra, which is yogic sleep. That is very healing. It's oh, like replacing eight hours of sleep. And again, um, Erica and I are very much, we very much, we love the Ellicott City area. You know, it's home to us, even though we're both from not this state, it's become our home. But since we're both not from this area, it's important that we reach, you know, outside of this area and across, you know, the world. So it's important that we want everything to be virtual, but we also want everyone here who wants to come within our wellness center to know that they can come here. So um, the yoga nidra will be both. We, I like to call it hybrid. Yeah. So as we're going to start teaching, um, I just got done teaching Reiki one and two. We'll have a Reiki master coming up this summer. It's going to be hybrid. That, that's the new thing that we're going to start facilitating. So we'll have people here and people also out there. Yeah. And, and truthfully, we've been doing I think some really special work in our area. I mean, we're pretty well recognized. I'm not saying that in an obnoxious way, but the work we do is really special. And so, you know, COVID has made us realize how many people, you know, are really without resource and home and isolated and trying to figure out how do I cope? How do I manage through this time? And so that's really what inspired Diane and I to get the message out and get outside of our own comfort zone, you know, to help yeah. you get out of your comfort zone. Um, so Really want to thank you for listening, hearing a little bit about who we are and what we do. And we will talk to you again soon. So hope you stay safe and stay well. Good night. Bye. Bye. Find a way to. That was really good. What do you think? I think that's not as funny as the last one. Good. Good. They can't all.